Well, good morning. What a great time of worship this morning. We're going to continue our series, The I Ams of Jesus. And uh, we're going to be looking at John chapter 14. So if you have a Bible or a notepad, it may be helpful for you to follow through and maybe look through um, this week over what I've um, taught you today. Let's read from John chapter 14. It says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have not told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to, you to be with me to where I am. You know the way or the place that I'm going. And Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you'll know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and I've seen him. You know, when we think about that, um, those few verses, it's at the night where Jesus was going to take the Passover and eventually be crucified for the sins of the world. The disciples have been following Jesus for three years now and over the, the time of those years, Jesus has poured his life into them, hoping that they would get who he is. Thomas says to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? This morning, I would like to encourage you, if you're a follower of Jesus, hopefully that, that if somebody asks you the way to God, and to eternal life, that, that you wouldn't respond like Thomas, that you would have a clear pathway to helping people find Jesus and eternal life. You know, sometimes when we go to church, we, we presume that everybody knows about heaven and how to get there. So I want to talk about this passage today to help us grasp some truth. First of all, I want to talk about the place which Jesus said that he was going to. That place is called heaven. There was a survey done in 2017 from a religious, um, uh, a religious company. And they wanted to ask questions about the afterlife. So that they, they said to, to um, over 100 people or thousands of people, tell me what your thoughts is on the afterlife. And here, here was the response. 46% said they believe there is an afterlife. Example, reincarnation, heaven or hell. 46% said they do not believe there is life after death. And 8% said they didn't know. C.S. Lewis said, if there is no heaven, then Christianity is false. For the doctrine is woven all through the fabric of Scripture. According to Jesus, heaven is a real place. Heaven is a place where God dwells. And Jesus is there right now at the right-hand side of the Father. In John 13, chapter, verse 1, it says, just before the Passover festival, just at this moment, before he begins to talk to the disciples about his departure, so Jesus knew that he is our come, for him to leave this world and go to the Father. 
Can I say to you, uh, whoever you are looking today, this world is not the only world. We have another world. Now I know that they're now pursuing um, Mars and you know the moon looking for life. But I want to tell you with 100% certainty, there is another world and it's called heaven. Jesus said in John 17, I have brought you glory on earth to his Father by finishing the work you gave me to do. Here's a little tip for you today as a Christian. If you're a follower of Jesus and you want to glorify God in your life, then finish the work that he's given you to do. Heaven is described in the Bible as a kingdom. The Apostle Peter said in 2 Peter 1, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter 1, chapter 4, it says that you will have an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. And this inheritance is kept in heaven for you. Heaven is also described as a country. The writer of the Hebrew says that the people, the people of faith, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. And Jesus said that heaven is like a home. My father's house has many rooms. And if it were not so, I would have told you and I'm going to prepare a place for you. The Greek word for that is mansions. It simply means an abiding place. It means rooms. Heaven, as Jesus would say, is my father's house. So according to Jesus, heaven belongs to God's children, for those that have given their life to him. 1 John 12, 13 sums it up. Yet to all, all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or, of hus or a husband's will, but born of God. You know, when the Apostle John tried to describe heaven, he all, almost runs out of symbols and comparisons. But in Revelation 21, he says this about heaven. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Did you know there's going to be a new earth too? For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling, here we go, that word dwelling, dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and he will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Church, do you know that one day everything will be made new and we will dwell with the Lord forever? Then he said, I write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost for the springs of water of life. Jesus said, for I am the way I am the truth and I am the life. 
The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 5 says, For we know that we have an earthly tent. We live in it if it's destroyed. We have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. In 2 Timothy 4, Paul's last words was, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now it's not over. Now there is a, in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. So I want to encourage you today, if you're a follower of Jesus, and if you're not, I want to say to you today, there is a heaven, there is a, an eternity. And Jesus, in this context, was talking specifically about heaven, his Father's house. And so there is a place called heaven. But you know how to get there, there has to be a preparation. Jesus said in John 14, verse 3, And if I go, I will prepare a place for you. Preparation is really important for us to actually access heaven. And you know, throughout the ministry of Jesus, and especially at this last season of his few days before crucifixion, he begins to continue to teach and prepare the disciples before he leaves them. In the upper room, he breaks bread and he says, this is my body broken for you and this is my blood being shed for you. This was the time of the Passover, a place where the blood of, uh, of the goat will be sacrificed and that God would bring deliverance to the people of God. And they would go to a, a new destination. And Jesus was saying, my body is shed for you. My blood is, is shed for you. My body is broken for you. That will give you access, a new destination for eternity. He begins to teach them preparation about servanthood. They were arguing about who would be the greatest. And Jesus said, you know, before I go, I need to teach you about servanthood. He took out his outer garment and he washed their feet. And he says, now, now this is an example for you to follow when I leave. Jesus also experienced the preparation of betrayal. Judas, one of the twelve, betrayed him. And then, of course, Peter denies him. You know, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're going to experience these kinds of things too. You're going to have to experience taking off the outer garment and humbling ourselves to serve, to serve Jesus for his purposes. We're going to experience betrayal in our lives and we're also going to experience denial. And people will say they'll be with you and next minute they're not. And finally, Jesus' preparation was through a sacrifice. And I want to encourage you as a Christian that if you are going to do anything for God, you're going to have to sacrifice some things in your life, but not the kind of sacrifice that Jesus was willing to do. In Isaiah 53, it says he was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hid their faces. He was despised, despised and we held him of low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our sufferings. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was laid upon him. And by his wounds, we have been healed. We're all like sheep that have gone astray, each to our own way and turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted. Yeah, he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to a slaughter. And as a sheep before his shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. 
And this is what happened to us. This Jesus, the preparation for us to go to this place called heaven was he was prepared to die on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins. He said, I glorify the Lord by finishing the work that he's given me to do on the cross. His last cry was, it is finished. The debt is paid in full. Matthew 27, at that moment, the curtain of the temple, the place where men could meet with God, the temple separated us from the holy place, the holy of holies. But when Jesus died upon the cross and his blood was shed for our sins, the curtain was torn from top to bottom and access to God was made available for me and for you. This curtain symbolised separation of God and man. And only a high priest and direct descendant of Aaron could walk through that curtain on behalf of men. Jesus Christ is our great high priest and he gave his life on the cross and shed his blood and his sacrificial death was accepted by his father and access to God was now open. The separation of sin was now removed. There is a place called heaven, but it took preparation and it took a sacrifice from Jesus Christ to make that way available to us. And thirdly and finally, Thomas said, Lord, show us the Father and that'll be enough for us. How do you get there? How do you get to that place? So yes, there's a, there is a preparation, but the only way you can get to heaven, the only way you can have your sins forgiven is through a person. Is through a person. Jesus said, don't you know me, Philip, after all this time that I've been, I've been among you, don't you know that when you have seen me, you have seen the Father? How can you say, show us the Father? You know, the words of Jesus was kind of really angry. After three years of showing his miracles and signs and wonders and his teaching at this last critical moment of his ministry, Thomas and the disciples still did not know who Jesus was. He said, Thomas, when you see me, you see the Father and me and the Father are one. You know when people say that Jesus never, never actually announced the divinity about himself in this scripture. Jesus clearly declares who he is, that he is God Almighty. He said, I am the way. In that time in the New Testament, you know, the Christians were called the people of the way. The Christians was given uh, their name from the enemies against the people of the way. And Jesus said, if you really want to know the way to heaven, then I am the way. Thomas said, look, just show us the Father. Just do some, just doing a miracle that nobody else has experienced. And he said, you know, Thomas, you're looking at him right now. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was, God. he was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Listen to the words of John. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life who came down from heaven. 
if you ever want to go to a destination or have you ever asked somebody when you're lost um, the way to a place? Uh, I've asked a few times and I've realized very quickly when some people have no idea about the place that I'm asking, they reel off a few things and say, that might be the way. When Jesus said it's the way, it's because Jesus has actually already been there from the beginning. Not only does he know the way, he's willing to come back and take us there too. How, how relieving is that when you're lost, that you ask somebody directing you to a place and they say, I know exactly where that place is. I actually live there. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get in your car and I'm going to take you there. And that's what Jesus is saying to all of us who believe on him. Thomas, how long do I have to be with you? I am the Father and the Father is with me. Colossians says the Son is the image of the invisible God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. Now listen to these few verses. And no one, can I just pause there for a moment? When Jesus said no one, that is everybody that's ever lived, everybody that you can ever think about, and everybody that is to come, no one, comes to the Father. No one can get to the place called heaven except through me. These are the words of Jesus. No one can come to the Father but through me. Jesus stresses that salvation is contrary to what so many people think today. It's not obtained by being associated to a church or a religion. It's not actually gives you access by doing good causes and also experiencing other religion too. Jesus is very clearly saying here, there is only one way to this place and that is through me. In Acts chapter 4, it tells us this, salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind, which we must be saved. In 1 Timothy 2, it says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind. Listen to this. The man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. I want to give you some assurance today. If you're a follower of Jesus, if you have Jesus, if you know Jesus, then you have access to the place called heaven. You have been given the promise of eternal life. 1 John 5.11 says, And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know you have the eternal life. In John 14, that whole discourse is about a place called heaven. It took someone who had to go through the preparation of a sacrifice for the sins of the world and that was Jesus Christ. And that person is the Son of God, God himself. And if you're a Christian today, I want to give you reassurance today that there is only one way 
And if you've accepted Jesus, not on your good works, it's not really on the church that you attend, but it's on the person that you trust. And that is Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Saviour. The guarantee is eternal life and that life starts now on earth and we are assured of a new life in heaven when this earth is all over or when Jesus returns. And so the assurance today, to, today is that Jesus Christ is the way to heaven. He is the way to forgiveness of sins. And you can have assurance today of eternal life. If you're a Christian today, you may have been wondering, I wonder if I'm saved. I'm not really I'm going to go to heaven if I leave this earth. I want to assure you it's based on Jesus and not on you. And if you're not a Christian today, if you're not a follower of the way, then let me encourage you that Jesus died for you. Jesus loves you and he wants you to reach out to you today with his love. And if you would trust him, you can also too have that assurance of eternal life and a living relationship with Jesus Christ. All through John 14, it's all about you know me. It's about a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Father, that these opinions, Lord, is not based on men's opinions, but on God's. We thank you that you are the way, that you are the truth, and that you are the life. And that anyone that comes to you, you will forgive them and receive them and give assurance of eternal life. I pray, Lord, for the believer today who may lose a little heart about their faith, knowing that God has committed to them. You know, even when, the Apostle Peter denied Jesus. Jesus still went after him and encouraged him. And if you're discouraged today as a Christian, let me assure you your salvation is sure, kept in heaven for you, surely by God's power because of what he's done for you on a cross. And if you're not a Christian today, if you're not sure about eternal life, if you're not sure about heaven, then you can accept Jesus today and he will guarantee, he will come into your heart and forgive you and cleanse you and give you a purpose and a hope for your future. Lord, I pray for those that are watching today. And that if you're there today and you say, I want Jesus in my heart, then you just got to reach out to him. Say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I turn today and live my life for you. I put my trust in you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Let me know your promises for me. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you and I hope that you're encouraged from the word of God.